Hey, what's going on? It's Lucas from the Fantasy Football Fellas. Thanks for tuning in again today. Uh, we got second half of our AFC East breakdown here. We got the Dolphins, the Bills, lots of changes for the Miami Dolphins this offseason. Uh, bringing in Will Fuller, drafting Jalen Waddle. That wide receiver room is uh, all of a sudden pretty crowded. It's helped Tua break out this year. Uh, so what does it mean for Miles Gaskin? Uh, lots of changes on the Miami Dolphins team, but uh, exciting changes nonetheless. Uh, we got the Bills who are a lot of the same. Only thing that really changed is the departure of John Brown. So we'll talk about what that means for the likes of Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley. Um, and also for Josh Allen too. So lots of great content in store for you today. Uh, Tyler's still on vacation. Tyler, we miss you, brother. Hope you're uh, enjoying all the sunshine down in Arizona. But uh, just Cameron and I for this episode. So only one more episode they have to tolerate just us two. Uh, but let's get on with it. Second half of our AFC East breakdown. Hello, welcome back. It is Friday. It is Friday. And we are excited. We both, I, I would assume you love Fridays. TGIF, man. I, I'm all for Fridays. Uh, me as well. It just leads up to the weekend. Got some time off. I guess I'm in the summer right now. So I'm, I got. Yeah, my job's still in the summer too. I, I got lots, lots of time off <laughs> being a teacher. They give me a whole summers off it's just hard to fill my time now right, but luckily right. fantasy football never sleeps so you always got something to do always got something to do so this week we're going to be talking about the miami dolphins and the buffalo bills wrap up that afc East yeah. division. we got two two exciting teams this week yeah uh i think lots of players who are going to be in a, in the mix yep. uh especially for the bills they got two guys that might be top of their top of their positions top of their respective positions yeah. so we got a lot to look forward in this one yep. but let's let's just jump right on into it we will start with the miami dolphins miami dolphins we'll dolphins st- miami we'll start with their quarterback tua tugavailoa is that how you say tugavailoa yeah i i am the worst in the history of the world <laughs> with names which is not a good mix for a future te- or for a teacher so but we're gonna we're gonna live with it. We'll so. let it pass for hosting a podcast. <laughs> but <laughs> so Tua, what are your thoughts on Tua this year? I really want to like Tua. I really, really do. Mostly because when he was drafted, I said he'd be better than Justin Herbert, and then last year happened. Yeah, I, I can't really say that anymore. <laughs> I so I really want to like Tua. I I really think he has the talent. I uh, he. I don't know if, if he just doesn't trust his mobility as much anymore after his injury in the, the national championship. Well, it was a national championship game. Mm-hmm. Came in with, you know, his, his lower body injury. Uh, I, I really want to like Tua, but, man, he was so tough to watch at points last year. No. He started 10 games, but it was, he and Fitzpatrick and Fitzmagic were just kind of getting tossed in and out of games, and one would start, one wouldn't. But Tua started with a start. It was just – gut-wrenching to have to try and watch them sort the whole thing out so and i i've got Tua at um qb 24 right now really want to hope he has a breakout season yeah. 
He's got the talent. He's now got a whole arsenal of weapons, yeah, which we'll lot. get to. Um, so we'll see if he puts it all together this yeah. year. Not drafting him. Don't think you really have to worry about it, but um, I mean, he in his 10 games, he averaged 14 points per game last season, which that's that's not re- what no. you really need out of your starting quarterback, no. let alone a quarterback on your roster in general. Yeah. Don't worry about drafting Tua, but man, I, I, I'm rooting for Tua this year. Yeah. Uh, just as a, a football player, yes. I, I want Tua to succeed this year. Before I get my thoughts on Tua, I realize we forgot to acknowledge again the absence of, oh, our, man. of our other fella, Tyler Platt. We're just used to it without him. I, I know. It's already it's only been one and one sixteenth of an episode, and we're used <laughs> to his absence. We're using his house. I know. We're even, even in his house. And we forgot to house. mention the fact that <laughs> we are missing Tyler. Uh, Tyler, we miss you dearly. We, we hope, want you back. We hope that you hurry back from Arizona and that you do not stay there forever. We miss your insights and yes all right (laughs) should have brought us with you so we could have all been together i think that's what it was we were just upset that we aren't in arizona with you so we neglect deny (laughs) so we decided to just not bring you up yeah but now we can get back now we can move forth (laughs) i i agree two had three games last year we threw under 100 yards passing uh i think that's bad one or two of them i he did leave the game so it but just have any under 100 yards passing as a quarterback, it makes it very tough to want to put you in my starting lineup. Yep. I even makes you want put me on or put you on my bench. I mean, if you average out all of his starts over 17 games, it's 547 um, attempts, but he only had 3,400 yards oh. and 21 touchdowns. And so that that's that's rough that's to rough. have, you know, just even on your team. So. I agree. I think two is just a guy they kind of avoid, but like you said, maybe with all the weapons, he can put something together. I'm hoping he does. Yes. I, man, he is such a, such a fun talent to watch in college. I yes. really 100%. thought he transferred well to the league, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes this year. For sure. All right, let's move on to these running backs. We have miles Gaskins of last year. Yep. Uh, and then we got Malcolm Brown, who was just signed. And who's the third one again? We got Simon Ahmed, and he is probably the more – he's probably the bigger threat for running yeah. back, too. But anyways, go ahead. Keep continuing. Yeah, and so Gaskin really came on at uh, towards the middle of the year mm-hmm. uh, and had a, had a really good year. I think he put up 580 rushing yards last year, and that was with missing four games at the end of the year. Yeah. And so – I think he's he was averaging about 16 points per game, which is pretty good for pretty running good. back, yep. uh, especially a guy who didn't start till halfway through the year, missed some time. So, and he's not running or touchdown dependent either. No, he's a guy who only had five total touchdowns last year. This is a well-rounded running mm-hmm. back last season. He was on pace for about a thousand or a little bit under a thousand rushing yards and about wow. 700 receiving yards. He played all 16 oh, games. Wow. So, I mean, he's putting up a ton of yards. Yeah. Uh, it remains to be seen if you can do that over a full season mm-hmm. with Tua starting the entire time, but he's a guy who is a good threat in those PPR leagues. Yeah, absolutely. I have him at running back 22 right now. Uh, points per game basis last year, he was running back 13. Well, mm-hmm. okay. Technically he was running back 14, but there was one game last season where uh, Zach Moss and Devin Singletary didn't play. And a man by the name of Antonio Williams <laughs> for the Buffalo Bills played one game. And had 20.3 fantasy points. Scored more than Devin Singletary and Zach Moss the entire season combined. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's what it feels like. Um, we'll get to that. That'll be fun. Uh, but anyways, so I, I just eliminated that. Um, so, but yeah, anyways, on punch game basis, Miles Gaskin, Gaskin was sure. right around running back 13. And I think I've said this on a previous podcast. Maybe I've just thought it out loud or mm. to, outside of a podcast too, but the job's his. People kept saying, you know, Miles Gaskin was a huge winner of the draft because he didn't draft a running back. And I suppose that's true, but I, he, he's a tag. He showed he, he was talented last season. He showed he was a special talent, showed he can get the job done. I don't think Savannah Med really competes for that job. Yeah. I still think it's Miles Gaskin's job, clearly. Um, and, you know, even though I haven't met running back 22, could easily see him cracking the top 20 this year. I, I actually think he will crack the top mm. 20 this year. It's just, we never know how health is going to shake yes. out and you know we could probably bump all bump up miles gas in a few spots if we wanted to but just personal preferences allow us to have guys in different spots but if miles gaskins again gaskin finishes inside yeah. the top 20 again put it on a t-shirt i'm gonna say cool i'm not surprised yeah and i know for sure tyler is a huge Miles gaskin Big. fan there were multiple yeah. times last year in our fantasy league where me and lucas would text each other what is he thinking making that trade for gaskin <laughs> i mean we felt like he overpaid <laughs> but gaskin put up 16 points per game so he's a guy that hit a home run with him so we thought he overpaid but it seems like he's actually paid the right price for him yeah we're gonna keep moving on now to some other pass catchers on that offense they signed Will Fuller, who was suspended the first six games. Uh, Is it six games this year? Six games, yeah. It's I thought big... they got reduced to two. Oh, did, did he? Now we got a fact Did he? Re- Ooh. Keep talking. It was six at first. I didn't know that there was a reduction. If there's a reduction, that's a huge difference. Um, they have the return of Devontae Parker, who I think was kind of a disappointment last year to a lot of people. Very much disappointing. And then they dr- used a very high draft pick on Jalen Waddell. Mm-hmm. Who's been whose pro comparison was Tyreek Hill? Mm-hmm. What, what do you what do you think of these pass catchers, Lucas? Yeah, so <clears throat> I'm I'm perplexed on all of them. Mm-hmm. I want to like Will Fuller, but he went from a great QB situation with Deshaun Watson to a very okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that and that might be nice. Uh, situation nice an okay QB situation with with Tua Deshaun will hit him on the deep ball I Tua's got the arm and the accuracy I know he does just haven't seen it yet we haven't seen it and and uh Will Fuller is so dependent on his yards per reception yes um because you know Deshaun would hit him you know he it wouldn't be uncommon to see Will Fuller have six for 123, hey, right? He was putting a monster stats at the beginning of last year. Right. But that's still 20 yards of yes. reception. I don't think we can bank on that in Miami. No. Um, which then all of a sudden takes Will Fuller down from like a top 15 wide receiver to like a top 30 wide receiver yes. for if we're really being honest with ourselves. Mm-hmm. So I've got about wide receiver 31. I don't know how I feel about the ranking. I, I moved him up a little bit before the podcast, but. Man, there's a lot of guys in that mid-30s range that I, I might look at. You know, Both of those wide receivers in Cincinnati, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, uh, Brandon Ayuk's in that area, yeah. Debo Samuel. There's some of those guys who are, I might take a look at and say, these guys might have higher floors. Yeah, I mean, Will Fuller's ceiling is top 10. Oh, it is. There's no 100%. question. The, the, I mean, he was putting on 50, 30-point games last Absolutely. year. Like, it was nobody's business. Absolutely. 
he's just I mean, even when he he had a 50 point game last year and he only had like six catches, he's just not a guy who's going to get you 100 catches. He's just not. He's going to put up 70 catches a game, but he could also put up 12, 1300 yards. Yeah, that's just but he needs to uh, to prove that he can hit that deep ball. Yeah. So Will Fuller is going to miss the first he's going to miss the Dolphins season opener. Oh, just he the, served. He served that suspension. Oh, at the end of last that's season. what it was. Yeah. All right. So he was suspended six games. Served okay. at the end of last season. Now that he's there with the Dolphins, he's going to miss the season opener. That's it. Okay. So, so that, that changes how I view him a lot. I sure. thought he was going to miss a lot more time. I, I just like you were saying, it's it's a lower floor because of Tua because of what we saw last year. But the ceiling is undeniable. Yeah, and he, and just because you go, I, mean, I would say the Dolphins team situation is mm. much better than the Texans. Yes. But that doesn't equate to fantasy success. Yes. Deshaun Watson is miles better than two, and that's oh. all I need to say about mm-hmm. Will Fuller's success. So yeah. I like Will Fuller, wide receiver 31, but I think I might be a little too high. I think I have his ADP here. Uh, his ADP is wide receiver 36 currently. Yeah. So that's probably where I'm more comfortable taking mm-hmm. Will Fuller at this point. All right. Let's move on to Devontae Parker. Where, yep. where would you be looking to take Devontae Parker this year? He's my wide receiver five. I'm not. I'm not picking him before the last three, yeah. four rounds. Finishes wide receiver 46 last season. The average 7.6 or 7.4 game, points a game. Um, I don't remember if that's standard or PPR. I wish I would have put that down too. But either way, that's – you mentioned it earlier. It was still a disappointing season. I was a Devontae Parker owner, not – Devontae Parker owner in fantasy football not last year, but the year prior where he was a top 20 guy. Yeah. Uh, he paid out great dividends for me. He was my flex player by the end of the year uh, on a team, <laughs> on a team where I had very poor wide receiver play. I could play him. So I, disappointing last season. I don't think Tua helps him out. They drafted Jalen Waddle, who we're going to talk about next year. Uh, Devontae Parker might be the fourth guy on that team. Yeah. Behind it, it might be Will Fuller, Jalen Waddle, Mike Gusecki before Devontae Parker. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I really, I used to be, I used to love Devonte Parker uh, a few years back, but I just did not see it last year. Didn't see it last year. I, I don't think it's going to, I don't think he's going to be a thing. He's a late round flyer. And I don't even think he's a flyer. Yeah. I think he's just a late round guy with low outside. Yep. Yeah. And then we got Jalen Waddle. Yep. Jalen Waddle was looked at as, probably better than Devonte Smith when he was healthy on that Alabama team. Yeah. So what are your thoughts? What's your prediction this year for Jalen Waddle? Jalen Waddle super interesting because the common comparison you, you heard on draft night and, yeah. and even after, <clears throat> excuse me, even after draft night was this guy's like Tyreek Hill flies down the field. And mm-hmm. I think that's a terrible comp. I hate it when people make, Unless if this dude surefire, right? Yeah. I don't think Jalen Waddle surefire. Yeah. Um, you know, it, I don't think we. I don't think we should be comparing anybody to the all-time greats of their positions, unless if we know they're surefire, and nobody's yeah. surefire. So, I don't know. I have my reservations on Jalen Waddle. I like to think of him as more of a Mecole Hardman on this team. Uh, you know, you have Tyree Kill in Kansas City, and Mecole Hardman is a number two. I think Jalen Waddle is going to serve much more as a Mecole Hardman role, and that's where I have him ranked. Really, I have him at wide receiver forty-eight. Jalen Waddle's going as wide receiver 42. I think he's going too early. Um, I'm not a guy I want to reach on. Not a guy I'm really feeling like taking a chance on, especially in that Dolphins offense. Just because, again, we mentioned this in the previous podcast with the Patriots and and the uh, Jets. Just because 
you're a dynamic player and the number two option in an offense doesn't mean you're going to perform better yep. than the number one option on a really bad team. Um, that's just a matter of fact. So he, he's got great speed. He's got upside. He wouldn't have been a top 10 pick if he, if he didn't have the upside sure. to, to be a great football player. And he, and he probably is going to be an excellent, uh, an excellent football player, but he's certainly not worth a spot in your starting lineup. And I really don't think he's worth putting in your flex at this no. point either. Um, could he knock on the door of flex consideration later on the season? Sure. I think so. Yeah. But as of right now, you're drafting him as your wide receiver four or five. Yeah. And that's, that's about as optimistic as I'm going to get on Jalen Water right now. Yeah. And I think we saw it last year with Henry Ruggs and these Alabama speedsters. Yep. It's, it doesn't mean they're going to pan out right away. I'm not saying that Henry Ruggs is a bust either. Like right. guy, I mean, these guys are so young. I mean, yeah. These guys are younger than we are coming to the NFL. Yeah, so true, they are. you, you got to give them time. And I just, in that offense, it's now like we we're saying it's crowded. Um, in that receiver room, two is not quite proven yet. Yep. So it's a lot to be seen. Let's go to that last pass catcher in Miami, Mike Kosecki. Yep. Kind of a surprise, I think, last year to yeah. some people. Yeah. It just kind of popped out of nowhere, had a couple of really good games, putting up like 28 fantasy points a game. Yep. Um, and then he also had a couple of weeks where he's kind of brought back down to earth. Where do you see Mike Kosecki fitting in with those other pass catchers that we've just talked about. Uh, great red zone target. And Tyler put this in his notes. Um, I mean, he's a great red zone target for that team. And that's why he saw, you know, a few of those games in the twenties for Mike yeah. Kosecki, right? He'd have, he'd have a touchdown catch. And then, you know, he'd have his, you know, five targets for yeah 45 yards and he'd hit, catch a touchdown or two. Yeah. So um, I certainly, he seemed to be Tua's favorite target last season. Yes. The one that Tua had the most confidence in. Um, I originally had Mike Kosicki up higher. I have him at tight end 10 currently. I think I had him at tight end eight before I, I decided to bump him back. And I looked at his stats and it was just inconsistency mm-hmm. that, that bothered me. Um, it's one thing to be touchdown dependent. It's also one thing to be inconsistent. And when yes. you kind of have both, that starts to rub me the wrong way. And, but, but the position is so thin mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. if I had, you can't, I feel like you can't have Mike Kosicki outside of your top 10. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, people are going to make the case for for Robert Tunyon. We've already seen that on our TikTok. Go see our uh, tight end rankings on TikTok if you if you want to get into a Robert Tunyon argument with us. But uh, <laughs> I look, he's he's still a valuable tight end. I think between they're from like seven to ten. Um, I'm trying to think of who I have in there. I know I have Goddard and Fant in there for sure. Uh, who do I have at seven? It's really going to bother me that I don't remember. Anyways, but between those three guys, yeah. Kaseki, Fant, Goddard, I think you can put them in any order, For sure. and you're not going to be wrong. For sure. I think I'm going – so as I look at these Miami pass catchers, I think I would go Fuller, Gasecki, Waddle, Parker. Do you have any objections to that? Would you change that up at all? No, and, and as you, far as you fantasy said... – as I think the, the way I look at it is the way I would take them in a fantasy draft. Sure. So, I, would, so... I would go Fuller, Gasecki, Waddle, Parker. Absolutely. A hundred percent agree. Yep. And I think, and it's more, and, and it's going to be the only reason why Kasicki is really going ahead of Waddle is because the scarcity of the tight end. It's a scarcity at the tight end position. Gasicki uh, is going to be a seventh, eighth round guy. And Waddle's probably going to be, uh, he'll, he'll probably be in the same range, honestly, yeah. but I think people are going to reach more for that tight end yes. than they are for their wide receiver four or five. Exactly. hundred percent. So that kind of wraps up our Miami dolphins. Yep. Now we're going to move on to the team that probably has the most significance. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. in fantasy football right now, and that's the Buffalo Bills, at least in this division. In this division. Uh, with the emergence last year of Josh Allen putting up 4,500 yards, 37 passing touchdowns, now eight rushing touchdowns. Stephon Diggs proving that he is a top five receiver. He's here to stay, yeah. breaking out on his own. So, and even if we throw Cole Beasley in a little bit of a sleeper. <laughs> when you look at Josh Allen, let's let's play a little bit of would you rather with Josh Allen. Who would like you rather it. take? Yep. So, we'll, we'll start with would a big one. Would, would you take Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen? See, I <laughs> – me personally – I want to be the guy who takes Josh Allen, but I just, man, Patrick Mahomes is so good. Yes. He's so good. I, I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes. All right. Uh, Josh Allen or Kyler Murray? My rankings are going to say different, but I think I'm going to take Kyler Murray. All right. All right. Um, I'm still going to rank Josh Allen higher, though. Yeah. But I think personal preference, personal preference. Yeah. Like Josh Allen's going into, and and this shouldn't make a difference on my, my take on this, but Josh Allen's going to like the fifth round right now. I don't want to take a QB that early. I'd rather wait for Kyler Murray in the seventh round. Yes. Uh, Well, he might be going late six, but point being, yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather wait around or two for a quarterback with, with that caliber, especially since Kyler Murray was quarterback one last season. So that's a toss up. I'm going to take, my rankings say Josh Allen, but me personally, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit back and, and say Kyler Murray. All right, would you take Josh Allen in the fifth or Tannehill in the ninth? Oh golly, that's a really good one. I'm gonna say Tannehill in the ninth. I have uh, I think I have Tannehill at QB twelve. I haven't moved him since we we did the Julio pod. Um, Tannehill, I Tannehill's got top. He he's top ten. Yeah. Um, even though I have him at 12, it's just because I'm really optimistic on Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. I assume Tom Brady still's got plenty of juice in the tank, and yep. I mean, he's got all sorts of weapons. It's assuming Justin Herbert doesn't have a sophomore slump. For sure. It's assuming Aaron Rodgers throws over 35 touchdowns this season. Yeah. There's a lot of dependencies on, yes. on, on QBs 11 through 8. Yes. So Ryan Tannehill could easily be QB 7, yeah. QB 8 at the end of the year, and put it on a t-shirt i'm gonna say cool i'm not shocked yeah for I, sure i i'd rather have tana hill than i have to build up my depth yeah so right now though if you're looking at your rankings so you said you take kyler and mahomes ahead of allen is there anyone else that you take ahead of allen right now no i don't think i would oh. um and it's mostly because lamar jackson doesn't throw the football enough can get it done with his legs yes. but man there there was there were some signs last season where fantasy managers start to yeah. uh really regret taking a Lamar Jackson in the third round. Yes. So um, I want to take Lamar Jackson. Dak coming back off an injury. I'm not ready to full fire Dak into my top three yes. yet. Um, Dak will be top five, maybe top six, maybe, but no. And, and then you, then you start getting to Russell Wilson and consistency, sure. Aaron Rodgers and consistency. And you start getting some of those other Deshaun Watson, if he plays. Yes. I, I, I think it's Mahomes. Allen and Kyler Murray are the three guys that yep. I'm pretty much locked and loaded as my top That's, three. Tough to tell me otherwise. Those are the three that I would predict all QB one, like in that yeah. mix within fractional points yep. this next year. Absolutely. 
And Josh Allen was a guy I, I'm really high on. I don't think I'll take him this year just because of how high he was going. I, ha- I had him in both um, my main leagues last year, getting him in around 10 in both <laughs> leagues, which is just insane. Steal the deal. In my, yeah. I mentioned this in, in the last podcast. I was in a double, I was double QB, a two QB league. Yeah. I, you know, I took Patrick Mahomes in the second. Uh, Josh Allen was a guy I was really eyeing in the later rounds. Mm. And uh, I knew people wouldn't value him enough. I ended up picking, I think I drafted him like the eighth round of the two QB league. Yeah. Oh, if Christian McCaffrey would have been healthy, I would have ran away with yes, that league. But no anyways, kidding. Um, Josh Allen was a great value last year, this year. Mm. Uh, I just, I, I don't like taking QBs earlier no. than the six out. Yeah. And I don't think there's much more to say. Josh Allen, 4,500 t- or 4,500 yards last year, 37 passing touchdowns. He only threw 10 interceptions. He had 420 rushing yards and he had eight touchdowns. So I, I don't see much regression this year. Uh, you don't, we can tell from your rankings. So he's just a solid guy to take. And, but he is going a little bit higher than you might want to take a quarterback. Yeah. End of fourth, early fifth is what has been seeming like. So that's a hefty price to pay is. when you don't have much depth built up. You exactly. might have, you're going to have two running backs and two, maybe two wide receivers, yes. and not a wide receiver and tight end. Yeah. Or you might have two wide receivers running back in the tight end. Yeah. yeah. So you're you're pushing it there. Let's move on to these running backs. Yep. And I'm just gonna start by saying I've just am scared to take any of these running backs. Uh last year, Devin Singletary finished RB 34. Zach Moss was RB 53. Ugh. Singletary had 156 rushing yards, 680 uh or 156 attempts, 687 rushing yards, and only two rushing touchdowns. Ugh. He had 38 receptions for 269 yards. That's kind of where the difference came for these guys. Cause Zach Moss had 112 attempts for 481 yards and four rushing touchdowns, but he only had 14 catches, 95 yards and a touchdown. Hmm. So I, these guys are running back. These are the running back 38s, running back forties. Like you're getting at the end, maybe you take a flyer on it. You pick the one you like the most. And you're just like, you know what? I'm going to hope that this year you take that you become that running back one in this offense that you really separate yourself but josh allen had more rushing touchdowns last year than singletary and moss had combined total touchdowns yeah. combined yeah. it's just like these guys just were proving that they were unusable last year pretty much yeah um uh, i don't think i need to say anything yeah. else uh look i'm really hoping zach moss becomes a thing i i i, I said last year i said zach moss is a guy to keep an eye on um and i had him in one of my leagues and mm-hmm. he was my running back four at that point. Right. Yeah. I think it's same goes this year. If, if they're, if they're your running back three, you better hope you have Christian McCaffrey yeah. and Chris Carson as your first two running backs. Um, well, uh, Chris Carson is very specific. I shouldn't say just him, yeah. but you better hope you have Christian McCaffrey or Dalvin cook. Uh, I'd really say only those two guys yeah. uh, as your running back one. So no, they, they shouldn't be anything more than, depth picks on your teams yes. and yeah you're, you're just praying one of the fifth running backs that yes yep yep for sure so i i don't think there's anything we need more we need to say about those uh buffalo running backs let's move on to these pass catchers yep let's start with stefan diggs diggs was as a vikings fan mm-hmm. it was hard to watch it the was. success he had last year, but it was made easier by the success that justin jefferson had that we got in return for stefan diggs yeah but he had a ridiculous season. He had 127 receptions, 1,535 yards, and eight touchdowns. So I want to play a little over-under with you All right. Yep. on Stefan Diggs. So are you 
we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna do receptions, yards, and touchdowns. Are you over or under that 127 receptions? One one thing before I answer it, what made Stefan Diggs's last season it, it was fun to watch, but yeah. what made it even more painful was I was the guy making fun of him on Twitter saying Josh Allen can't hit the broad side of a yes. barn with a football. Have fun with that, Diggs. And yeah. oh, we don't need to say what happened again. Uh 127 receptions. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say under yes. only because that was such a crazy number. Yes. And I'm just gonna expect to see regression. That 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 would not even a knock. Just it's like Derrick Henry last yeah. year. I'm just gonna expect to see regression after such an incredible season. I'm the same. I still think he's over 100 receptions, but Absolutely. 127 is just insane. That's and that's pushing nuts. that Michael Thomas. You yes. know that's in that's in some. And we saw regression from yes. him as well. Yeah. So granted, QB's play was iffy yeah. for the Saints, but that's not and what we're talking yeah. about. All right, 1,535 yards. You over or under on that one? I think I'm going to say under again as well. Mm. Um, he'll be knocking on the door, though. Yeah. I think there'll be big, more big play uh, potential with them this year. Um, I think teams are going to have to start paying attention to – I'm going to foreshadow like I have been doing a lot in these podcasts. I still – I think teams are going to have to start looking at Cole Beasley again. I'm going to give a number on him that I think some people will be shocked by. Um I think teams have to start looking at him again. Um, I think there's a little bit more of a big playability there for Diggs now. Um, I shouldn't say now, but it wouldn't surprise me if they start to start to really open the playbook a bit more for, for sure. Diggs now. And so I don't think he goes over, but I think he's knocking on the door. Yeah, I, I'm going to go under as well. I mean, 1,500 is just, again, it's one of those ridiculous numbers. But I agree. I, I don't see him dropping below like 1,300. I think he's going to be within 200 yards of that. Yeah. He's going to be putting up these crazy stats. And Stefan Diggs, just to remind you guys, he was went going to like the sixth round last year. That's where I took him <laughs> in our 12-man league. Yeah. And unfortunately, I made the dumb decision of trading him <laughs> instead of getting rid of Chris Godwin. Luckily, in return, I did get Derrick Henry in return. You got Derrick Henry in return. Yeah. And, and uh, anti Henry. So yeah. I was I was made well, but could you imagine if I had Derrick Henry, Tyreek Hill, and Stefan Diggs? Throw in there with Josh Allen and Alvin Kamara. <laughs> I, I, I was trying to compete with you and Tyler last year in that league, and if that would have happened, yes. I think I would have stopped. I would, I would have quit trying. I would have quit trying. Um, no, I, I he's knocking on the yeah. door I, again. If I'm going under on the receptions, I feel like I have yes. to go under on the yards. And the last one is touchdowns, which is eight, which I'm going to go over on. I think For that eight the, touchdowns, eight touchdowns. I think that this year, even if the receptions are down, I think he's going to. I mean, I, he's going to still be such a big part, and that chemistry was just amazing last year, and I think it's going to take another step forward. Yeah. So he's going to be open in that red zone, and Allen's going to find him a lot. Essentially, you're asking the question of, will Stefan Diggs score a touchdown in more than half of the NFL yes. games this season? I think he does. I think he scores 10. Yeah. Uh, 10 is probably the number that I feel good about. Yes. Um, if you'd ask me over under on 10, then I'd probably feel stuck. So if you're giving me eight, <laughs> I'm taking the over. Yes. I'm going to say 10. I, I would agree. So as you can tell, we're very high on Stefan Diggs. I think we both of them met our wide receiver three. He was our consensus wide receiver three. I think Tyler does too. Yeah, yeah. we're in a wide receiver three across the board. And, but he's definitely a guy that we have a ceiling of wide receiver one, and we don't really think he's going to follow that top ten wide receivers. Absolutely not. And no. So, if he does, I would be absolutely shocked. Yes. And I would have to do a podcast, a, 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 an apology podcast yeah. for it. We are, we are unashamedly 
unapologetically high on Stefan Diggs. Absolutely. He should not fall out of your top out of your second round. No. Uh he should be matter of fact when the first probably top seven running backs yes. go off the board. If you're giving me Aaron Jones or Stefan Diggs, I'm gonna take my full minute that I can't to yes. make my pick to really sit and think. Yes. Who would I rather have? For sure. Definitely. So we're going to move on to Cole Beasley now, yep. who is that second guy now that John Brown is gone. And Lucas, you have a couple stats here on Cole Beasley. So why don't you take it away? Yeah. So, I mean, the, the first thing on Cole Beasley, um, whether you, you can argue whether it was deserving or not last year, but Cole Beasley was, was a pro bowler. Yeah. Uh, he made, I, I believe he made second team all pro. Uh, because we're because th- as Vikings fans, we're thinking Adam Thielen, duh, yes. like he had an all pro season, yet we see little Cole Beasley sneak in there with teammate Stefan Diggs. And man, that kind of drove me up the wall, but goes to show, I mean, Cole Beasley had such an efficient season last year. He, he finishes wide receiver 27, um, higher than you'd expect. Yeah. And, I mean, and he had his fair share of games where, uh, you know, he broke uh, over 12 fantasy points, which is great for flex consideration. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he right now I have him at wide receiver 43 and he's yeah. going in that forties range in most of drafts. He might be the biggest sleeper pick of the year. Like I'm ready to say that. Um, I don't have him as one of my biggest sleepers, which I'm kind of regretting that now, but he's a guy where, I mean, he's going almost 20 spots later yeah. than where he finished last season in an offense that really hasn't changed much. No. Um, there's no, I don't see why there's any, well, the only, the only knock would be that John Brown uh, is no longer in that yeah. offense. So maybe that opens a few more targets for Stefan Diggs, or maybe it goes to Cole Beasley. Maybe Dawson Knox gets involved a little bit more, but uh, Cole Beasley and finishing as inside the top 30 wide receivers now being drafted outside of the top 40. And there are more targets accessible to him for sure. Absolutely, a guy I want as my wide receiver for at that point. Yep. If he's going in the late forties, uh, I might even be willing to reach around early and skip over a few other guys going in those earlier rounds just to make sure I get Cole Beasley on my roster and that he doesn't go before the come around to me. Yeah, he's a he's a sneaky guy. I mean, you think about it in that offense. There's really no third pass. Guy. You mentioned Dawson Knox, but he's not even in like fantasy contention for a top twelve tight end. He's not. He's, he's not too- a guy. He's due for two good games a year and then he disappears. Exactly. So he's not going to be on your roster. We were talking about before Josh Allen threw 4,500 yards and Diggs cut 1,500 of them. That still leaves 3,000 yards to go around. (laughs) And he threw 37 passing touchdowns. Diggs had eight of them. So that's 29 passing touchdowns go around. So Allen's got a lot of yards to go around and Beasley can definitely pick those up. He's a sneaky guy in the slot who's (laughs) all, all open a lot. Yeah. So, crafty route runner just yeah. he, he's insanely efficient so yes. he's a guy where I, I i can't believe he's going in the 40s um it's just when i look at my rankings there's a lot of those guys in the late 30s a lot of those guys in the late 30s it's it's chase claypool it's t higgins mm. it's um i can't remember how far i have uh debo samuel or brandon I yeah. down there um just a lot of ex- devonta smith i have in that range too there's just a lot of explosive high upside guys there where you can flip a coin and say, do I want the consistency of Cole Beasley yes. with 12 points a game, 11 points a game, or do I want the high upside that Devonta Smith at wide receiver drafting him a wide receiver 40 could turn into a top 20 wide receiver yeah. this year. So, you know, I, with where Cole Beasley is at though, if you, if you're more of a play it safe kind of guy or play it safe kind of person in fantasy, excuse me, 
I think Cole Beasley is, is absolutely your, your way. And he's got, he's got the top 30 upside. Absolutely. For sure. Is there anything else as we look back at this AFC East that we need to add any players that we missed anyone else? I, I can't think of any, I think that pretty much sums. If we did, uh, if we did drop a drop a comment on one of our social media yeah. posts and we'll, we'll answer it at uh, the end of one of these podcasts since we started doing mailbags. So for sure. Um, no, I really don't think so. Cause we covered, yeah. I mean, yeah. even Mac Jones, we covered a little bit. Yeah. So I think that's, I think I think we that's got it. it. Yeah. So to sum up our AFCs, the only quarterback you're going to take as a starter, we're going to say is Josh Allen. Absolutely. You can, cons- I would definitely consider Cam Newton as a backup. Who was on that edge? Zach Wilson's a no. Yeah. Running backs. We like, we like Gaskin. Yep. We like Michael Carter. Or we're all kind of teetering on Damian yes. Harris. I'm I'm the most high on yeah. Damian Harris. And then we're staying away from those Buffalo backfield. Yep. Pass catchers. We love digs. Yep. I, we, there's no one in new England. We really like Aguilar's way at the end. Beasley's Lucas was saying is a sleeper that Miami, Miami wide receivers are going to be interesting. And who else? The Jets, maybe the Jets. Corey Davis, maybe Elijah Moore, Elijah but not till the end. Elijah Moore will be worth your time yeah. as a late round flyer. And then tight ends, you got Gasecki, you got Hunter Henry, you got John o. Smith. It's about all we're looking at. And, and Gasecki's really the only one yes. that I even consider as a really starter. looking at. So that kind of sums up our AFC. So we'll move on to our mailbag to finish up. <laughs> we're going to start with a question, another one from Stuart Price, who had one on uh, this last episode. He asks, would you trade? Derek Henry for Calvin Ridley straight up in a dynasty league. This might be one of the toughest questions we're going to get. Yeah. This is one of those that if I was sent it, I would take a, probably a full week to think about. Yeah. And, and if I were the one, if I were the person training, I'd be the person kind of nagging saying, yes. please, please. I just really want this player. Stuart, that's a phenomenal question. Um, the fact that I have to sit and chew on it and my answer may still end up being, I don't know. Yeah. That's a good question. I'm going to say, I want Derek Henry. And my only, my only logic is because the running back depth in fantasy football is just, it's not as bad as tight ends, but it's limited. It's limited. Um, outside of that top 25, you're really struggling unless if right, unless if you have a Dalvin cook, a Chris McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara, Saquon mm-hmm. Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, and Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones to pair with, yeah. uh, Derrick Henry, um, and you need the wide receivers, then I would consider it. But if it's Derrick Henry is your best back and you're looking to just get a stud wide receiver, Man, I really think Calvin Ridley could be top three yeah. this year. Um, I mean, Calvin Ridley's ceiling is wide receiver one this year. Yeah, for sure. No question. I've met wide receiver, I think wide receiver five right now, and I'm tempted to push my head of DeAndre Hopkins, but I'm 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 sticking with Derrick Henry only because that depth at running back just plummets yeah. after the top 15. Yeah, for me, it's 100% team dependent on what you got. Yes. It's, I don't know if I'm going to take, like if, like your Lucas is saying, if I got running backs, then fine, I'll take it. Just because in the long haul, Calvin Ridley is going to be better for longer because Derrick Henry's just got so many miles. Yeah. But I just, 
That's a, that's a really tough one. That's a really good question. It's a great question, Stuart. All right. Next one we got from Alan Jackson flipped with Julio and AJ Brown. Another Titans question. Is Tannehill in consideration for a top 10 quarterback this year? I, I would say so. I would say he's in consideration for a top eight year, um, even higher. A stat that I just heard, when Tannehill took over from Mariota two seasons ago, to finish that season, he was quarterback two. Oh. Then this last year, when he had A.J. Brown, Johnny Smith, and Corey Davis all healthy, he was quarterback three <laughs> with all of them on there. Now, I'm not saying I'm That's ranking. So I'm not ranking him above Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. But he's proven that he can be that guy when he's got weapons on the field. And I'm sorry, but his weapons have gotten better. I'm taking Julio Jones and Anthony Fisker over Jonu Smith and Corey Davis. Yeah. I, I think that's I think that's an okay thing to say. AJ Brown is another year where he's gonna be fully healthy. I definitely think he could be top 10 and maybe even higher. Well, I, I don't really know how high he'll be, but I think you can definitely break a top 10 year this year. You know what this means though? It means that Sam Darnold's a top five quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. No, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. Don't take that seriously. No. Uh, you, you said it all. Yeah. Uh, I don't have Ryan Tannehill inside of my top 10, but man, if I walk out of my draft with Ryan Tannehill as my starting quarterback, I'm pleased. Yes. I'm thoroughly pleased. You said it. But I'd rather have Josh Allen in the fifth or Ryan Tannehill mm-hmm. in the ninth. Ryan Tannehill in the ninth, 10 times out of 10. Yep. He, mm-hmm. he, seriously, there's so much flux after the top seven guys. Yes. That's, I take any of them. Yep. Uh, I, I, you could put him in any order. 100%. I think Ryan Tannehill has the total potential to be top 10. 100%. He probably will be. Who am I kidding? Yeah. I just, that's where I have him ranked. And as I've said, I think three times now, there's always room for flux in our rankings. And for sure. When I say QB 12, I really mean somewhere between QB 9 and QB 15, probably. Yes. I would agree 100%. Our last one comes from Martin underscore Ethan 11. Why are you guys so high on Deontay Johnson? This comes from looking at our consensus rankings. He says it's a crowded offense and not a lot of ball to go around. So, Lucas, why are we so high on Deontay Johnson? Uh, in PPR scoring last year, Deontay Johnson was wide receiver 21, uh, and he didn't even play all of his all the games last season. No, he played like 12, 13 games. Uh, I think he played 13 or 14. Oh, yeah. And the amount of drops he had was – just painstaking yeah if he cuts that in half he jumps into the top 15 yeah no question so and 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 even if you say he plays another game or two the amount of points he gets all of a sudden from wide receiver 21 that bumps him up to probably where we all have him in our ranks really um actually probably higher uh there's a lot of ball to go around or a lot of mouths to feed in that offense but Clearly, Deontay is the number one. Clearly, Juju is the number two. Chase Claypool is 3.5, and James Washington is 3.5. And you got to get Eric Ebron in there. But Deontay Johnson was Ben's favorite target last season. I know that his arms run are not a juice, but... I think that honestly helps Deontay Johnson. I think it does. Yeah. Uh, It it, it makes... If they can be the exact same. 
Yeah. If if they could be the exact same and Deontay Johnson just limits his drops, Deontay Johnson automatically, you know, jumps into that top 15. Yeah. So uh, I'm going off of the fact that they don't see any regression. And I'm mostly optimistic on that because they brought in Najee Harris, who I think is going to be a fantastic running back this season. Um, I think their offense improved with Najee yes. Harris, actually. So I think that opens up things even a bit more. But um, I, it's just the fact that Deontay Johnson is Ben's favorite target. And if he cuts his drops in half, he's a top 15 wide receiver, no question. For sure. I think that's all I really need to say there. I, I won't add anything else. I think Deontay Johnson kind of stepped into that Antonio Brown type role. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think that's why we have him so high. And I don't think any of us are going to back down on that. No, I think that I think we're keeping him there until we're proven otherwise, especially since he's going as wide receiver three, like, oh, well, yeah. he, he's not, not as wide receiver three, but for most teams yes. you're drafting him where he's going in drafts. You've picked likely picked two wide receivers. By he that is, point. His ADP is the 98th pick on sleeper. Oh, right now, on, oh. Which is. Oh, that's a eighth steal round. That's a steal. Eighth round for a guy who was top 15 last year when healthy. Yeah. And I think on a points per game basis, he was right around that twenties range yeah. too, but he plays all of the games, eliminates the drops. He's top 15. No question. Yes. It's I, 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 I don't know what else you want me to say. Yeah. Um, I get the hesitancy, but yeah, then I I'm much rather have Deontay Johnson on my team than passing on him for sure. All right, with that, we wrap up the AFC East. We wrap up our mailbag for this week. We're looking forward to the NFC East next week, uh, starting on Wednesday. It's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure, as always, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Facebook, TikTok, TikTok, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever else you get your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe, get all all of our notifications when we come out with new content. Uh, don't want you to miss out on Mm-mm. any of the teams we're covering here as we uh, really ramp up towards the start of the season. Yeah. Here, I'm, I'm starting to think about getting all my leagues set up for yes. this year. So I'm, I'm really stoked. All right. With that, deuces. And we will see you guys next week. Deuces. Thanks again for tuning into the Fantasy Football Fellows podcast today. Make sure to subscribe so you get notifications of all of our weekly podcasts now on Wednesdays and Fridays. Uh, We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, Make sure to subscribe, turn on those notifications. You can do the same for our social media, FF Fellows on Twitter, the FF Fellows on Instagram. Hey, we're on YouTube if you want to see us uh, video record these podcasts. Fantasy Football Fellows there. Uh, Same thing on Facebook and TikTok, Fantasy Football Fellas. If you want even more insights to any of our rankings, uh, head on over to fantasyfootballfellas.com. I got all sorts of rankings there. You can see our first mock draft that we did a few weeks ago. Uh, All sorts of different exciting content there we have for you as well. We'll have Tyler back next week. Uh, Shout out to Tyler. Uh, (laughs) We're going to be going through the NFC East. Cowboys, Eagles, Giants, Washington football team. Uh, We're excited for that. So see you all on Wednesday. Three Stooges, just being dudes. Deuces.